anytime that I am interviewing or having one of my kids on a podcast, I will not refer to them with their names. Uh, I will protect their digital privacy. So I refer to them by either uh, a number or a Greek letter. That's how I can be kind enough to protect them from any stupidity that I might end up doing or getting connected with at some point in the future because their digital privacy is theirs. So as you head in to this podcast, please be aware of that. You're listening to Minions and Musings. I go by Evil Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. It's the vacation edition of Minions and Musings, coming to you from Buffalo Creek Vacations uh, up near Clyde, North Carolina in the mountains. Uh, if you are looking for that, it is west of Asheville, east and somewhat north of, say, Maggie Valley and Cherokee, North Carolina, out here on the front porch with Minion Delta, and she's rocking in the porch swing thing, being very happy and smiling, not saying anything. <sighs> Been a nice uh, little vacation so far, still got several more days. Uh, Lots of nature sound. You might be able to hear in the background a turkey uh, up here at Buffalo Creek. Uh, they raise bison. So why they didn't name it Bison Creek, I'm not certain, but maybe buffalo rolls off the tongue better. But no, they have they raise bison here. We saw them feeding them yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, you can get samples of bison meat. They do raise these for um, slaughter to eat and everything. Um, I mean, and the whole animal too, buddy. Uh, I could get heart and tongue and. Yay. Well, you want you want bison tongue? No. You want bison I, heart? Sure. Let's see what we can do with that. What, what's wrong with the tongue? Tongue's a muscle. I know. It'd just be a different way of cooking it. I feel like heart would be easier to cook. I've had cow tongue before. I know. And with my uh, couple guys. Uh, Guys I used to work with that were, one of them was from, uh, uh, where was that? Near, he was south of Mexico City. I can't remember where he was from down there. And he had also had a friend that was from Chihuahua, Mexico, and uh, got invited to a barbecue at their place. Mm-hmm. And uh, they served, let's see, they had like goat meat in there and they also had cow tongue and everything. Don't let the goats hear that. Well, they weren't going to eat the meat. No, no, don't let the goats down there hear that. Oh, the goats. Oh. I don't think they were being raised for food. I don't think so, (laughs) but still. Anyway, so lots of other animals out here. Oh, but we have something special for Liren. So they've got a small little uh, pen area. They've got some 
doves in the background, pigeons. Maybe, were they doves or pigeons? I couldn't tell. Doves. Doves, yeah, okay. Uh, they got bunnies in the cage. But they also have uh, one enclosure that has two roosters, a hen, and two little baby chicks that are very cute. Spotted. I don't know what type they are. I did not ask the gentleman. Uh, he was busy running around uh, feeding the alpaca and the llamas and he was actually the only one here. <laughs> Everybody else was on vacation yesterday, so he had to, you know, do all the feeding and everything. So he, he was a little bit frazzled there. Um, but yeah, they, those two little guys there. Um, so yeah, just for you, Liren. One of them, good crow. The other one always gets choked up right at the very end. Something wrong with him. But anyway, you know, let's make this uh, some gaming-related. Content here now later on today. We're going to head back over to Asheville uh, They have what they call puzzle walks um, and Using your smartphones and such you get to walk around the historic parts of Asheville uh, Solving clues and everything and I really want to see what it's like to get an idea of something that we may want to do for a game uh, and I will have to look up the website where we found this but one of the other things i wanted to bring up here was when we do outdoor adventures in gaming hey follow me <laughs> we're gonna walk around out here oh she's walking with me she's not gonna say anything are you <laughs> ah i almost had you so You know, what happens when you're camping and everything? You know, how come in D&D &D and anything like that, we never talk about bugs or mosquitoes or ants? One of the things that we figured out here after we got to our uh, house that we're renting is that there were some very large black ants, a good third of an inch long, um, very hard exoskeletons, so it was quite interesting. Minion Gamma coming up behind me here. Oh, <laughs> she did not realize that she was being spotted. You doing okay today? Oh, yeah. See, recording device out, children silent. It's the only time they're going to be silent. Yeah, silent minions. Seen but not heard. No talking back. Ooh, I like that. Maybe I should act like I'm recording you guys all the time. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, there's the turkey again. So, curiosity then says, do we ever put in anything into our game environments where things would be annoying? Flies. While we were with the bison the other day, you know, noticing the amount of flies that were on the bison. You know, we, there were some horses that were nearby. And, yeah, it was mainly the horses that uh, Minion Beta, the oldest Minion, and I saw. Um, I mean, there were just huge amounts of flies on them. How come we never talk about that in, in gaming terms? Is it something that we just kind of hand wave? Or do... Are we missing an opportunity to make things annoying? You know, get creative with some of our 
gaming ideas, you know, with our environment. Because if you've been camping, you know, you spend time out in nature, you walking, hiking. Oh, I think we're going to go hiking uh, later on and go see some uh, waterfalls, I believe, up here. You can say yay. Don't want to say... You guys just don't want to say a word, do you? You guys, you stink. You stink. Really, I wish you. I wish you would say something. Anyway, so I want to put that out to the other guys out there. What not? What about you? Do you guys put in stuff? Okay, and there is a snake right there. So we're going to pause right for a moment. So yeah, the uh, random chance that you, an, an adventure might encounter a snake like we just did. <laughs> uh, that was definitely unexpected there. So, you know, is it that we don't want to inconvenience our players on overland travel? Is it that we want to hand wave things? Or should we put some random chances in there? Maybe lower it down instead of a 1d6, make it a 1d8. Um, Maybe in heavier areas, you know, heavier woodland areas. Maybe a greater increase of running across different animals. That could be an inconvenience. You know, not everything has to be gigantic. Why not have, you know, just regular wasps that are more annoying? It's not going to cause lots of damage. Right outside the cabin here, we've got an oak tree that has just at least a hundred different sort of hornet nests like <laughs> no not a thousand but it's you know, mud dauber nests but they build it around the branches it almost looks like to a degree occasionally and I, I might have to look at this a little tighter let me see if I can get to one that's You know, it actually almost looks like a gall of how some wasps, hornets, will infect the limbs of a tree and a growth forms on the twig or limb out there. Um, I mean, there, there's a, more than a hundred on here right now all over this tree. They're not active. But what happens if adventurers encounter something like that wouldn't it be a nice inconvenience you know not everything has to be deadly though it's a lot more fun when we try to kill the players as a gm <laughs> all right i think we're going to head off and go do a puzzle walk here in a bit so we'll be back after a while so we did the puzzle walk and i'll try to include the links in the show notes though that might not happen till sometime after i publish this podcast the walk is just to get you to uh, tour downtown Asheville uh, under different auspices uh, one of the walks was a paranormal walk which we discussed but wasn't really something that was up everybody's alley at that point um which we didn't mind doing that, and also it was getting a little bit uh, towards the late side 
when we started that. So I don't think the minion, two of the minions were like, meh. The one that sounded a little bit more interesting was one that was built for a uh, historical heist. And this one made you tour the area where the city hall, the court uh, building was. Um, trying to remember what else was around there. But one of the favored sons of Asheville uh, featured very prominently in there. Um, so, you know, walking around that ends you up at the monument for Zebulon Vance. I think yeah, Zebulon Vance, uh, governor of North Carolina during the Civil War. And very interesting character once you read up a little bit more about it. So this thief who we were chasing a la Carmen Sandiego style, and he was even named similar to her, we had to pick out these clues. The clues were really simple, so I was hoping for something a little tougher, but I can understand you don't want to frustrate tourists. But it was very interesting to go around and, and find certain things. Uh, we were asked to find certain uh, reliefs on a wall, uh, a thing that looked like a certain item. You know, one of them was a bullseye. Another one, uh, what was it? Oh, a, a kind of a tower. Um, counting how many windows there were, you know, and there were some alphanumeric puzzles along with it. The only problem I can see with something like that is now you have to assume that you, all of your characters speak said language that this puzzle might have been written in. But a, a good GM could go through and take that into consideration and craft something. And I even wouldn't make something where it would... You know, start, you know, while the puzzle walk was nice, if you want something a little short, it's great. Something a little bit longer. Now you're starting to think national treasure and start running people all around the place. You know, different cities. I'm not so sure how players would go for that. Unless it was after some really big artifact. We could go on that end of it. All right. Well, like I said, I would report on the puzzle walk yesterday. One of the things that we did, just as a side note in here, um, Asheville also has a pinball museum. And we did that first. In fact, we spent most of our time in there uh, of any one place. Um, the Asheville Pinball Museum has 40 active pinball machines and 40 classic arcade game machines. Frogger, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Tempest, Midway. I mean, all of them. It also has a couple of machines that could do multiple games, have multiple ROMs in them. Uh, some of the most classic pinball machines, some of the top ones, uh, popular ones in the world. Evil Knievel they had there. They've also had several of them that were display only because there were very few of them ever made or they're just very, very rare. 
one of the coolest ones was a Conan the Barbarian one, I believe. Only less than 300 of these things were made. It's the biggest cabinet ever made for a pinball machine. This thing had to be at least three foot, three and maybe three foot two inches wide. It was, um, I would dare say nine foot long, if, if that, maybe longer. I mean, it was just the biggest monstrosity you ever saw. So, it was really cool to see that. Also, the only pinball machine, has it, they noted on there, that had no glass. Of course, that, imagine that sheet of glass that would be on top of that pinball machine. I mean, it would just be crazy. So, Minion Gamma out here trying to be quiet and everything, rocking in the swing. Did you enjoy the the pinball museum yesterday? You, you can speak. It'd be nice if you speak. It's not that early in the morning. You could speak. No? Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. She found... A pinball machine that was from 1973. I think so. I think out of everything, I think you played that one pinball machine the most, wasn't it? What was it? The Target one? Yeah, the one with the Target. Oh yeah, I played that one the most. I mean, and that was the thing that you played the single most out of all of them. Yeah. What did you think about all those pinball machines and the arcade games? How did they get all of those? Some were donated, some he bought. That's a lot of money, because some of those games were really rare. Yeah. There's only like 500 of them made that some of us played. Mm, some of the ones they wouldn't let us play were 300 or less. And there's very few parts oh, yeah, for them. Yeah, because they're just playing in there. Yeah. So you know they have. But all, I'm talking about all the uh, video games as well. He enjoyed some of those. What'd you play? Um, the um, Burger Time one. The what? The Burger Time one. Oh yeah, Burger Time. <laughs> we we had that on a little thing, little joystick, plug into the TV game. Uh oh. Put your shoes on. Minion Delta out here invading. <coughs> you enjoy the pinball museum? Yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Did you enjoy the puzzle walk? Well, we had a slight miscue there. Uh, one of them not paying attention, using the other one's name. And as I said before, whenever I have the minions on, I don't use their real name. So, yeah, just a slight oversight on their part. But it took a while to edit that. Um, we also had to get ready for doing a couple other things for this day so eh, just let them go but yeah everybody enjoyed it uh, not so much the, as much walking in the end but definitely something that I could see a GM who wants to give his players a mystery uh, get them to search out things throughout a city but definitely put um Things embedded in the ground, uh, symbols on doors, above doors, 
your windows. Definitely, and you might do time of year type things, but that would be, um, be a little bit tricky unless you are definitely guiding your players a certain way. All right. Well, I think that's all the rambling I want to do on this podcast. So, as always, thanks for listens. And just remember, wherever you go, if you're in the mountains, pay attention, because that first step might be a real doozy. One addendum, the buffalo bison thing. Uh, Buffalo are more indigenous to Asia and Africa, and bison are what we're going to see here in North America, South America. They're more native. They're the ones that have the beards and so forth. So they're all classified as buffalo, but only what we had here native in North America, South America are the bison. So that took care of that whole bison buffalo thing. All right. Thanks for listening. But the shining of the silver, the glimmer of the gold, giving me a fever, left me feeling cold. Right back in the middle.